No, she laughed. I mean, where do you live? I live on the other side of the woods from here, in Woodsfield Lane. Do you want to know my name? she asked with a broad smile. Yes, please. That would be very nice indeed. My name is Alice. Alice Rosalind Trevelyan, and that spells art. That's the most wonderful name, I replied, almost too loudly. I've never heard any of those names before. I'd like to be called Alice. No, she smiled. You couldn't be called Alice, because Alice is a girl's name. Didn't you know that? No, well, not exactly. Well, I'll tell you then. There are girls' names and there are boys' names. And Alice is a girl's name. You must know that girls and boys have different names. Yes, I responded, but I'd never really thought about it before. I didn't really know about girls before, you see. I mean, I knew they were here, but I've never met a girl to talk to before. You're funny, Alice laughed in a kindly way. I like you. You're not like a boy at all. Boys are horrid and kill insects and things like that. That's horrible. I wouldn't want to kill anything. I love animals. I think animals are nicer than people. Well, nicer than a lot of people. My mother is very nice indeed, but... I ran out of steam. Isn't your father nice? Well, sometimes. I remember he did smile at me once a long time ago, so I suppose he must be nice. Maybe he smiled when we were on holiday in the summer. He's nice when we're on holiday, so I think he must be nice, really. Well, my father and mother are both very nice indeed, all the time too, and they are vegetarians. What's that? That's when you don't eat animals or kill them. That's the very best thing to be. I hate lovely animals being killed, I announced with fervency. Now I really like you. Can we be friends? Yes, Alice grinned. Let's be friends forever. You can be my best friend. I've only just come here from London, you know, and I don't have any friends yet. Well, I do know two girls in my road. They're sisters, and they're called Bethany and Gillian. They're my friends, sort of, but they don't play in the woods. My parents have all kinds of interesting things, you know. They have a cinematograph. Alice could talk at an amazing rate and I stood there almost hypnotised by her. If she'd started recounting her entire life history, I would have just stood there transfixed till she'd concluded. 
what's a, a cinemata, um, what kind of thing is that? I was hoping it wasn't like radar or one of those terrible machines my father knew about. It's a way of seeing films that aren't on television. You can see them with the cinematograph whenever it gets dark. There's a long, long, long number of pictures on a thing called a spool and it goes round and round and round past the light and the pictures go along the light. There's a screen you have to put up and you see the pictures moving on the screen. Then we all sit and watch. It's jolly fun. That's fantastic. Will I be able to see that one day? Yes, I should like that. It would be jolly fun to show you too. That's very kind of you. I would like that very much. Yes, and we have lots more interesting things too. You had better come with me and meet my parents because, well, they don't like me to play with anyone they haven't met yet. All right, I'll come with you. Where do you live? Is it far away because I have to go home before before too long and my father will be angry if I'm late. No, I live just down the path, down the lane and right by the main road at the bottom of the lane. It won't take us long, especially if we run. Can you run? Boys usually run very fast. I don't run very much at all, I replied sheepishly. I'm not very good at it but I'll do my best to keep up with you if you don't run too fast. I'm very slow at running. Off we go then, Alice beamed at me, and I followed. I'd never run as fast in my life, and curiously, I seemed to be enjoying it. Maybe running wasn't so nasty after all. Soon we were at the bottom of the lane with houses on either side that ran up to the beginning of Wayford Wood from the main road and there was Alice's house. I stood and gawked at it. I'd seen it before, but not from the standpoint of being invited inside. It was huge. There were large trees in the garden and two large cars stood in the large drive. We walked up to the rather large front door, which she pushed open and walked through into the large hall. Everything was large and I felt rather small. What if they don't like me? I whispered. My father said I was a duffer. Maybe they will think the same and say you shouldn't play with me. That's a bad thing to say about you, and it's not true. People shouldn't say bad things like that. My parents will like you because I like you, and that will be an end of it. Alice seemed rather firm and almost severe, and I felt slightly in awe of her. Still, she liked me, and that was a marvellously good thing. I thought she was amazing in all possible ways. I had no idea of it at the time, but I was seriously in love with Alice. All I knew was that life had just become better than I ever imagined it could be. This was better than the best thing there ever was, 
and Alice was the best friend I could ever imagine. We passed along the hall and tried various rooms until we found Mrs Trevelyan in the front room reading a magazine. There was a delicious smell of cake coming from the kitchen and a lovely friendly atmosphere. Beverly, Alice greeted her mother. I just met Victor in the woods and he's my best friend. I think you will like him very much indeed. He's a lovely boy and he hates people being unkind to animals. Well, that's a fine introduction, Alice. How do you do, Victor? I shook hands with Mrs Trevelyan and for some unaccountable reason, I must have seen it in a film, I bowed to her. I am very well indeed, thank you, Mrs Trevelyan. My mother's name is Beverly, you know, and my father's name is Clarence. Yes, Victor, but you can call me Beverly or Mrs Trevelyan, whichever you like. Thank you, Mrs Trevelyan, I blushed, not knowing what to say and suddenly realising I hadn't called her Beverly. Victor is probably used to calling parents by their surnames, Alice, so we should not make him uncomfortable. Then Mrs Trevelyan turned to me and asked, Do you like fruitcake, Victor? If you like, you can stay for tea. I love fruitcake, Mrs Trevelyan, but I'm expected home for tea, so maybe another time then. Where do you live, Victor? I live at number 17 Woodsfield Lane, just along the road. I'll tell you what, Victor, I have an idea. It having been established that my parents had no telephone. We could all drive over and ask your mother and father if it would be all right for you to stay to tea. Then afterwards I could take you home in the car. Yes, Beverly, that's the best idea ever, Alice beamed. So off we went in one of the amazing long cars with enormous leather seats. My parents' surname was ascertained and there we were outside my home. We all trooped out and approached the front door. My mother had spotted us and came to meet us. She was a little surprised but gladly accepted the invitation. On my behalf. The two mothers conversed a little as I showed Alice the almond tree in the front garden. Is that really an almond tree, she whooped. That's wonderful. When do the almonds grow? They start in the summer. Are there blossoms in the spring? I expect so, I replied with uncertainty, but it's a long time ago and I can't remember. I expect so. I shall ask Beverly because she will know. Beverly knows all about trees and plants and all sorts of things. At that point, our respective mothers concluded their exchange and, as it turned out, the invitation extended to the evening. My bedtime was established and it was agreed that Mrs Trevelyan would bring me home in good time to clean my teeth and depart into oblivious, delirious oblivion. We trooped back to the enormous grey car and we drove to the top of Woodsfield Lane, rounding the turning circle at the top 
and sailed sedately down. There were eyes upon the car as it glided down Woodsfield Lane, and I found out later that a Bentley had never before been seen there. I was amazed at how easy it had been to secure my release. Mrs Trevelyan had obviously assumed it would be the simplest thing in the world to make such an arrangement, and had just done exactly what she'd set out to do. Even my father had agreed, although he never rose from his customary seat. He'd simply agreed and continued with his work. Wives were evidently of no great consequence, and the fact that she drove a Bentley was quite sufficient to ensure his son's encasement in a civilised setting. My father probably assumed Mr Trevelyan was a military type to whom one should defer, and he'd failed to grasp that my new friend was called Alice. He'd misheard her name as Alan from his distant position in the dining room, and when he learned of his error, it was too late. He was slightly disconcerted about my having a girl as a friend, but on this occasion, he got over his discomfiture quite quickly. There was no major explosion of annoyance because, after all, a free meal was not to be sniffed at. And so it came to pass that Victor Howard Simerson departed and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh for an evening. This was more like it. This was life as it ought to be lived. For yea, I had wandered in the wilderness and had arrived in the land of milk and honey. And God had not smote me in his mercy after all. There were many such days, and in general, my father seemed happy enough for me to be fed elsewhere. My mother Graham, brother Graham was still quite young and required quite enough of my mother's attentions as far as my father was concerned. <laughs>